Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Scott Keezy and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. I'll speak with Mitch Tomaskevich, the cross-country coach at SUNY Cobo School, as well as the Sports Information Director. Uh, his alma mater, Lewis University in uh, Romeoville, Illinois, is inducting him into their class of Academy of Coaches. That's a great honor for him. We'll talk to him about that, and we'll talk about a lot of other stuff uh, as well. Also, we'll have a preview of the Union College men's and women's hockey team weekend. Uh, both teams are actually playing St. Lawrence and Clarkson. The men will be hosting those two teams this weekend, while the women will head to the North Country. On the men's side, we'll have Ben Tupker, Jacob Jeanette, and uh, Liam Robertson. Uh, Robertson and Jeanette coming back from the flu. They missed last weekend's games against Brown and Yale. On the women's side, we'll talk with head coach Josh Skiba, goaltender Sophie Matsukas, and defenseman Marn Friday. But first, Mitch Tomasevich uh, will talk about his induction into the Lewis University uh, class of Academy of Coaches. And uh, that'll be, like I said, a big honor for him. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity from the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google App Stores. Hi, this is Clarkson Hockey play-by-play announcer Bob Alfield, and you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. And my first guest I have known at least 30 years. It seems like uh, it's been a wonderful uh, friendship over the years. And, uh, you know, from whether he's uh, calling in games back when before the uh, Internet uh, was available, calling in Sony Cobal School basketball games. He's the head coach at the cross country team. Uh, was an assistant coach in the men's basketball team for a long time. And uh, uh, later this month, uh, his alma mater, Lewis University, is going to induct him into the uh, fifth class of academy coaches. Uh, please welcome uh, Mitch Tomaskevich. And Mitch, congratulations. And is uh, academy coaches is a fancy way of saying Hall of Fame? I'd like to think so, Kenny. Uh, you know, during my, my tenure at my alma mater, I was an equipment manager, so I'm not sure they're putting me in for anything that was accomplished on the field, <laughs> although I did mow the grass on the field, and I made sure the uniforms were pretty clean when we got out there. And before I go on anymore, Kenny, I'm, I'm hijacking the podcast, okay. obviously. <laughs> I, I want to encourage all those people out in podcast land by the Daily Gazette. I do it on a daily basis. You know, there's a lot of great stuff in there if you're a sports fan. Uh, you advertisers out there, you want to read sports fans, I think it's time to, like, you know, get involved with the Gazette. And then you young people who don't want to buy newspapers, you can actually sign up online. And this is unsolicited, Ken. You have not solicited this, and I am not being compensated for this. So, 
you know, I just wanted to thank you for having me on. And there you go. And, well, I, and like we, I said, we appreciate that. You know, we're, you know, we're doing that. You know, we're doing fine with the, not only the Gazette, but the recorder, uh, leader Herald. And we're obviously going to add a couple more papers, uh, down, uh, uh around Catskill area. So we're, we're keeping busy with this stuff. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, well, you know, I'm an old journalism major, Ken. So I love to see I love to see the print media expand. Yes, well, you and I graduated the same year. I just realized you were 1985 graduates. So am I from your college, Pennsylvania. So uh, we're the same age. <laughs> let's not brag about that, Ken. Let's try to keep that. Let's try to keep that on the down low, Ken. Yeah. You know, we're we're young men, Ken. We're yeah, young men. <laughs> so, so tell me, how thrilled are you? I mean, how. Honored you to, to get this um, uh, award. I, I really am, Ken. And, and uh, you know, I, I, at, as you just alluded, we've been in this business a long time. I, there are two questions that I seem to get these days. One is, how much longer you got? And the other one is, what do you think about your legacy? You know, I don't think you should think about a legacy until after you're dead. I think <laughs> other people should think about that, Kenny. But what this means to me is I think this validates the professional choices that I've made in my life. Uh, my only regret is that my, my parents, Mitchell and Francis Patricia are, are now no longer with us and can't see this because, you know, they, they helped make this all possible. And a couple of my mentors, uh, you know, our Lewis university backs if all coach Chuck Schwartz, man, who I call my second father and Paul Ruddy aren't going to be there to, to see the, our old athletic director aren't going to be there to see this. And I, I, I'm, I'm touched. I'm honored. I'm surprised. I'm a little bit shocked. And uh, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, to quote the great Sally Field, you like me. They really like me. <laughs> now, you grew up in the Midwest. Uh, I know because you're a Chicago White Sox fan. How did you end yeah. up at SUNY Cobleskill? Well, uh, you know, Ken, you get into this business, as you know, and uh, through no fault of my own, I was let go from various institutions and I was job hunting. And uh, I had made a, a, a very good friend in the business by the name of Kevin McCarthy, who is, by the way, the great Kevin McCarthy, as I like to refer to him. He's in the New York State Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame, as well as the NJCAA Basketball Coaches Hall of Fame. And he needed an assistant and I needed a job. And uh, I came out with him back in 1992. And, uh, you know, many people don't remember the fact that I was an assistant basketball coach, but we had a very nice moniker of success. He eventually became the athletic director and, you know, convinced the college we needed a full-time sports information director, among other things. I shouldn't say full-time. I was doing about nine things, but that's how we got associated and uh, that's that's really how I got out of here, Kenny. It was a, a necessity. I needed a job. And in college, I had been, as I said, an equipment manager, and I had worked, you know, with all our sports. And the Great Lakes Valley Conference traveled all around the Midwest at that time. It was a D2 league. And uh, I got to see small towns. And coming from the south side of Chicago, I really developed an affinity for small-town living and. uh you know, I, I got exactly what I wanted, I guess, Ken. This is a wonderful place to live, and I've enjoyed my time here. Yeah, and of course, uh, and you're also the cross-country coach. How did you uh, get that job? I did it for the money, Ken. <laughs> I did it for the money. I, it's, it's, I was, rich, it's rich. It's, it's, you make millions, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, what happened, Ken, is 
I was working a basketball camp on the just south of the upper peninsula of Michigan. And I got a call and they called me to the camp office at night and said, your boss wants to talk to you. At which point I figured it was Coach McCarthy. It was our athletic director, Mary Danaher, and said, Mitchell, and I knew that this must be serious because she was calling me Mitchell. And uh, she said, our cross-country coach just quit. We need someone quickly to jump in and uh, we'll pay you extra money. And uh, can you be here in eight days? And I said, yeah, I can do that. And she said, it'll just be for an interview. You know, Kenny, so typical. It'll just be for an interim. You'll do it for a year. <laughs> and I was like, okay, no problem. I'll do it for a year. And lo and behold, we, we had a pretty good year. And she said, you know, we'd like you to do it for another year. And I was like, okay, I'll do it for another year. And we had a pretty good recruiting class and we did better. And then they said, will you do it for one more year? We'll give you a little more money. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll do it for one more year. And then what happened is we had a really good year, Ted. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the, the college decided that maybe we should get this, bring this guy aboard. And I, I started to work in the admissions office. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, I was, after five years of being inter interim coach, yeah, at the Pretty good interim coach there, Ken. Yeah. And uh, what happened was Coach McCarthy got the job as the athletic director. And I remember I walked into the office and uh, said, well, boss, I, I guess now you can go hire, you know, someone to be the cross-country track coach. He looked at me and he said, and he said, and I won't repeat the exact words, but it was something like, that's not happening. You're our <laughs> cross-country coach. Keep winning and keep bringing kids in. So, you know, here I am over 30 years later and uh, I guess it's worked out pretty good because my alma mater thinks that I'm pretty good at this yeah. and they're going to they're gonna let me come in, Ken. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, you talk about the one year, you know, let's do it next year. It's not like a Walter Olson contract. You sign for one year and then you know, come back and you'll know, sign another year. Uh, if you love kids, if you don't know who Walter Olson was, was uh, Google it. Los Angeles Dodgers, yeah. Brooklyn Dodgers manager who always yes. worked on one-year contracts. <laughs> Yes, yes. And uh, fortunately, Kenny, I don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, uh, it, but it's been a, it's been a funny ride. It's been a funny ride, Ken. It's, you know, the, I think there, there's a musical group, I believe kids, you can Google them. They're called the Grateful Dead. Okay. And it, what a, there's a, there's a line in one of their songs. What a long, strange trip it's been. And uh, I really think that that's, yes, yes, yes. And I have been to Bourbon Street too, Ken. <laughs> I've been uh, to Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have, Kenny. Yes, you have. And so have my bears. And that didn't work out too good. Uh, you know, that, 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 you know, Ken, it's funny. You get a big, strong quarterback who can throw and run. And if you don't make him a pocket passer, no, no dig against the Bears' offensive coordinator, who they tell me is going to be fired. Uh, you can, you can go to the playoffs, Ken. Yeah. Well, uh, my, my, my Eagles. Well, you can also you know, collapse like my Eagles did and still make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, we're not that lucky, Ken and Matt Patricia. Really? Come on, Ken. Come on. You, they're, 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 yeah. I, I, that's right now. I, I, I let me tell you this much about my Eagles. How frustrated I am! I picked them to lose against the Giants. I, I knew they were going to lose against you, and, and I'm picking them to lose against Tampa Bay on Monday night. That's how much. No. That's how much lack of confidence I have in this team right now. I've mm -hmm. never been this frustrated with a team like this, this in a while, and this is just—it's infuriating uh, the way they have played. You know, ten and one. 
I mean, but you look at their ten and one record; they were struggling in some of those games. I mean, for crying out loud, Zach Wilson beat the Eagles. Zach yep. freaking Wilson. And oh, people course, so, thought that cool. they were. And so, people thought that they were going to hear me talk about cross country, Ken. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, we, we've we've taken this program in a totally different yeah, direction, yes. and I understand that the 62 people that listen to this are very excited right now. Well, you're going to talk about your White Sox, really? Hey, we just signed an outfielder who hit 175 last year. We're moving, Ken. We're moving. I did. I, I did ask you a question to Tim Kirchner when I had him on about the White Sox. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that. Uh, I, I, you know, I. I listened to the year recap, Kenny. You know I try to catch the podcast whenever I can. I missed that. I will I will look it up though. I will I promise I will do that. And I'm sure Mr. Kirchin had some really good insight. Yes. And, and and folks, I really do know what I'm doing cross coaching cross country, but realistically, baseball and football are more fun to talk about. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, talk about you guys, and you mentioned uh, you were NJCAA for a while, and then there was talk about going D2, but they ended up going Division three. So how was the the, the, the change from uh, junior college rankings to uh, NCAA? How did that go? Well, you know, Kenny, that, it's interesting you say that. Um, it, it, the transition was was interesting from the – standpoint, Ken, is now instead of passing kids on after two years, we were trying to make sure that we had them for four years. And it, it, it was a little bit difficult because institutionally now we had become more of a hybrid institution offering both two and four year programs. So it was hard initially to, to get people to, into the mindset that you could stay here for a bachelor's degree and we were going to compete at the NCAA level. Now, over time, something very fascinating has happened, Ken. It, over time, people now see us as a four-year option. And now it seems like because of the transfer portal and many different things that have happened, you know, NIL, et cetera, it seems like, you know, people are moving every week, yeah. you know? So, so it's, so like coming from the junior college level, I think that many of us who have coached at the two-year level are uniquely set up to handle this, Kenny, because we're used to people that are used to turning rosters over every 18 to 24 months. And, you know, it, it, I find myself in a unique position where I think from, from at least a mental standpoint, I understand if someone has to leave. You know, I, you know, a coach, I'm going to change my major. Coach, we, I, you know, I want to be closer to home. That doesn't really bother me. I read in your paper, Ken, all the Division One and Division Two guys now, all they do is complain. Oh, nobody stays. Well, you know, there's a lot of people coaching at the junior college level who have been dealing with this for time infinitum. Yeah. You know, and, and so, you know, realistically, when we initially made the switch over, there were some hard times. And, and you know, it's funny. We were reasonably successful in, our, in the conference we moved to which was the Northeastern Athletic Conference, which is now the United East. We are now in the North Atlantic Conference, Ken. Uh, and we were successful. And, you know, it, what it basically took was it, it took hard work. And for me to say that it was all me, that would be a lie. Uh, you know, I get to be, the, you've read this, Kenny, I've said this many times, I get to be the front man for, front man for a lot of talented people. 
and that our academic support people, our faculty people, our, our admissions people, the, the, the people who provide us with the technical support here, our trainers, our equipment managers, our, our secretary. And, you know, I'm the sports information director. I couldn't do this without the young man who I think is one of the best in the business, my assistant, Matt Williams, who I'm shamelessly plugging now because he does a, he does an awful lot of work that frees me up during my coaching season. And, you know, I'm forever indebted to him. And, you know, I've had some excellent assistants over the years. And, uh, you know, you, that has made it a lot easier of a transition. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I have no use for head coaches who just stand up there and say it's all about me until, of course, they lose, in which case yep. it's everybody else's yep. fault. You know, I'll, I'll take the blame when we lose. I have my name's on the, the paycheck at the end of the yep. month. Matt Williams, he had a good baseball career, didn't he? <laughs> Now, don't, no, don't no. do this because Matt Williams was a soccer player at Colos okay, Gibsonville. Okay. Baseball, right, you yeah. know, now you know, we're, we're doing Giants. You know, it's, it's interesting, folks. I, I hear so much about the Phillies and read about the Phillies in the Gazette every, every summer, spring, summer, and fall. You know, I mean, you know, you know hey, Bryce Harper did bring that championship to Washington, though, Kenny. I want to point that out. But he wasn't there for it. He, he didn't win it. He, he wasn't. He made it possible. Yeah, he made it Ken, possible. They used that yes. money to yes. sign a lot yes. of players. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> true, true. But uh, but don't worry, Ken. You'll get back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're you, fine. You, you, you're gonna be yeah, fine. You're a lot better off than my uh, White Sox. I, I, I'll tell you. I've gotten over the uh, lost Arizona, but I did not watch a single game of the World Series. So. Uh, well. But anyway, I digress. Um, How has the job of sports information director changed over the years? I mean, I know back when I mean when I was calling in games uh, when I was a statistician for your college and several other sports. You call in, make sure you talk with the reporters. They take the game. You have a little nice conversation. Uh, that was the way when you called the games in, when you talk, you know, give us the box score, and we have a fun chat and all that. And you know, you guys like you, David Alexander, formerly at St. Rose. Uh, but the business making has changed. Making the big money now, Ken. Yeah. He's making the big money now. <laughs> and less stress, probably. So, uh, a lot smarter than me, I'll yeah. tell you that. But you know, obviously with the Internet, uh, emails, uh, it seems like the job is easier but the one complaint I have with the, at least the high school coaches, I mean, obviously they're not sports information directors. They don't, you know, send incomplete box scores, don't total stuff up. I mean, how has that changed on your end as far as you know, communicating the results to uh, the media? And especially in an age when we're seeing papers like ours, I mean, we have early deadlines, and you know, unfortunately some of these games aren't getting in the paper. Well, that's true, Kenny. Uh, and we don't have as much fun as we did in the old days, no. that's for sure. Uh, I, I think that, like everything else, Ken, information moves at the speed of sound. And, you know, what we have to do on our end now is get you that information as quickly as possible. Where in the old days, with I believe it was the 1030 deadline, we could, we could take a little more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from a sports information standpoint, uh, I think that a lot more of what you would call the feature pieces, Kenny, are being researched through our websites and our social media now than ever before. And, you know, we, we, we stream our, our games. So, you know, for bigger games, Kenny, like NCAA events and that, uh, you know, I, I know that when our men's team went, uh, went down and it made the first round of uh, the NCAA tournament back in uh, 2017, I know people watched it online. 
you know, in your offices, which yeah. made my job a lot easier. But usually we're scrambling to get you a, a quick uh, recap and a box score. And now, of course, you know, basically we're hoping the box score gets printed and maybe the recap leads to, uh, you know, a, a piece on our athletes at some point. You know, the you, the gentleman that, that you've brought on to the staff, Will Springs, that wrote a great piece on our women's basketball team that, by the way, is sitting at 11-1 and one right now, not that I'm shamelessly plugging this. <laughs> but I am shamelessly yes, plugging you this. Plug, you know, plug Kenna, away. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, but you know, I, I think that's very important, and we, we try to interface with hometown papers, you know, awards, games, kids playing well as quickly as we can. The, the job has really changed now, Kenny, with, with you know, uh, social media, streaming, that has really changed over the years. And, uh, you know, and obviously we still get the same amount of complaints, you know, from fans, parents, media people, et cetera, that we always did. But, you know, that has definitely led us to be leaner and quicker. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, my degree in journalism, hopefully I haven't schlocked up the writing too much over time. Yeah, we're, we're you good. you're good. You're good. Okay, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, Ken, I would like to point out that I am the dean of Capital Region Sports Information yes, Directors. Yeah. I am the longest serving. How that happened, Ken, who knows? <laughs> you know, well, we got, you know, you know, it's just that Alexander's making real money and some of the guys from Albany now have gone out and made real money and regrettably the great Ann King passed away. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but, but, you know, Kenny, we've, we, we do something, you and I, that we love to do. It is real work, folks. We don't laugh this much because it is a job. Yeah. What we do, it is a job and it can be frustrating and it has its ups and downs. But, you know, Kenny, most people don't love their jobs, you know, and guys like us, we think about it. We get to talk about sports. What a great way, Kenny. What a great way to fill the day. Yep. You know, in, in, a, in a world where Lord knows there's a million things going wrong in the world these days. And, you know, it's so divided on so many levels. You and I, we get to talk sports. What a great way to, to make a living, isn't yeah, it? I love it. I mean, I, I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years now, and uh, I mean, this element of being able to do the podcast, it's sort of an extension of what I did in college radio. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it's, it's really my you know, career has basically come full circle, having been at York College of Pennsylvania's WVYC from 1981 to 85 and you know, did a variety of things with you know, being a DJ, sports director, calling basketball, baseball games, working with mm -hmm. the the men's basketball team, women's basketball team, women's volleyball team, the baseball team, and just being able to do all that stuff. And that's what um, it's one that I wanted to do. And then it's, it's, it's been an incredible run. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I have a couple more years left in me. <laughs> well, I hope you have a couple more years left in you too, Ken. Well, I hope God you have a couple more years. Yeah, same well, to you. I would like that too. And because you plug your you know, the people you worked for at York, Lewis University, WLRA, WLRA, <laughs> yep. you know, called called my share base, called three NCAA baseball tournaments, Ken, called some basketball. You know what I mean? I just wanted to put that out there. And to my old broadcast partner, Ed Vicinic, Vicinic, I'm back. <laughs> he told me I'd never work in this business again and nobody <laughs> ever let me on. I am back, Eddie. January, so yeah, January, yeah, January twentieth is the induction ceremony. And uh, Mitch, I appreciate a few minutes. It's a lot of fun catching up, and uh, congratulations again. And uh, have fun out there when you get inducted. 
Thank you very much, Kenny. Always, always a pleasure. All right, that's Mitch uh, Thomaskevich. Uh, coming up, we'll talk Union College men's and women's hockey as they get set for more weekend action. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. I'm Daily Gazette news columnist Andrew Waite and host of the Weighing In podcast, which takes you inside my award-winning featured news column by offering the backstory, thought process, and interviews that inform my work. Plus, readers have their chance to respond. The Weighing In podcast is available at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Union College head football coach John Drock. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with the Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast. The Union men's hockey team is back in action this weekend. The Garner Chargers will host Clarkston at 7 p.m. on Friday and then take on St. Lawrence at 4 p.m. Uh, it was a rough weekend last weekend for the Garner Chargers. Uh, two losses that should never have been. Uh, dropped a 3-2 overtime game to Brown last Friday and a 4-2 loss to Yale last Saturday. They had 2-1 leads in the third period in each of those games. Uh, as if you've heard uh, my conversation with Josh Halge on Wednesday, we discussed uh, especially the, the Brown game where it seemed like uh, Union was very tentative and uh, treating the puck like a hot potato, just weren't handling it well, and they gave up an extra attack goal with 26.2 seconds left in regulation and lost in overtime. And then the Yale game up 2-1, to one, and then uh, Yale scored three goals late in the third period in a two-minute span, turning a... 2-1 deficit into a 4-2 victory for the Bulldogs. Uh, Union gets us some players back who were battling with the flu, including Liam Robertson and Jacob Jeanette. They were available at the uh, Tuesday media day at uh, Union College's Messerink, as was uh, Captain Ben Tucker. So let's hear what they had to say about this coming weekend. First of all, let's start with Jacob and Liam. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Start with Jacob. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling great. Like I feel like I'm back in normal health and ready to go. Liam, I feel from what I was feeling a, a week ago today, I feel a ton better. How frustrating was it? I mean, nobody likes sitting there watching your your team play, but uh, I mean, there's nothing really I could have done. Um, it's pretty frustrating just sitting in a room by yourself, not being able to do any physical activity or seeing uh, seeing your teammates and your best friends around here. So. Um, it was definitely very frustrating. How much weight did you lose from this? I lost a couple pounds, but it's coming back. Yeah. Jacob, how about you? Uh, just like a pound or two, but it's all back. How frustrating was it to miss last weekend and see what happened? Yeah, I mean, it's it's unfortunate not to play. And yeah, you just, you, you never like not being in a game because of sickness, but it is what it is and we're just moving forward. Man, how frustrating is it to have guys like out that uh, these guys like that and that that flu going through the pro team and just yeah, how does that mess things up for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's kind of dealing with it a little bit. Just that time of the year, obviously losing uh, you know two big pieces like uh, these two, um, you know, it, it hurt a little bit. But um, I thought that the guys who got the opportunity to step in the lineup did a great job. So. Um, that was great to see, but obviously as a whole, we didn't get the job done with uh, these guys being out. Ben, how has the you know the magnitude of this weekend series kind of amplified? You're on this little bit of a losing skid. You got a chance to get some points back in the standings, you know, at home. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, you know there's definitely a bit of a sour taste in our mouth after what happened um, at home this weekend. 
um, you know, we take pride in, in winning games in this building. So um, I think we're just excited for the chance to, to get back on the right track against two pretty good teams this weekend. Is, is the team angry? Um, yeah, I would say there's, there's uh, you know, a healthy amount of anger. I think that um, by no means is it uh, um, consuming us or anything like that. But obviously there's uh, 28 competitive guys in the locker room and um, we're looking to, uh, like I said, get back on the right track here. Uh, special teams were affected by you guys being out. The Union gave up power play goals in each of the games. Uh, the power play didn't get goals. So how important is it for you guys, like for you, Jacob, um, you know, coach was talking about how you're the first guy off the bench when it's time for a penalty kill. So, we, how important is it for you to get back there and you know, get the penalty kill? I mean, it's, it hasn't struggled, but to get to, to maybe stop the streak. I mean, yeah, I think everybody on the kill takes pride in what we do, and a couple of hiccups are going to happen from now, like from time to time, and you can't really <coughs> hang your head on that. I mean, thing, stuff's going to happen, and I think we're going to respond well this week, and I know we will. We'll be prepared. Liam, for you, uh, on the power play, to get the power play back on track, how important is it for you to be out there? I don't think it really matters a bit if I'm out there or someone else is out there. I think uh, everybody's capable of doing it. Uh, we just need to stick to our structure and what we, we've been good at all year, and I think uh, we'll get back to that this week in practice, and uh, we'll be ready to bounce back this weekend. Yeah, you guys are playing a team, teams you've seen already, St. Lawrence and Clarkson. You split up there back in November. Uh, so how important is it to, to uh, you know, you know, you know, close out this home four-game homestand. How important is it to, to come away with the six points and you know, get back on track here? Oh, it's everything right now, especially uh, dropping two at home this past weekend. I mean, it happens. Everybody does it eventually, but uh, nobody likes to do it. And uh, especially to bounce back after a weekend like that, it'll be uh, it'll be huge to get six points this weekend. Ben, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, just um, you know, looking at where everybody else is. I mean, the league's very much still up for grabs, so. Um, six points would uh, would be huge for us in relation to everybody else, but like any other weekend, that's the goal. Jacob? Yeah, I mean, our group, uh, we have a relentless group, and there's a lot of character in the locker room, and I think that's going to show this weekend when we come back, and I think we're going to be hungry for a couple of wins. Meanwhile, the Union College women's hockey team had a good weekend up at uh, University Park, Pennsylvania, where they took on Penn State for a pair of games. Winning the first game against the 15th-ranked Nittany Lions 2-1 in overtime. Maddie Lady with the game-winning goal. Sophie Matsukas very uh, very good in that game. Once again, more than very good. She was outstanding, making 34 saves in that contest. Uh, they dropped the uh, second game 6-2 on Saturday. Uh, as I said, they play Clarkson and St. Lawrence this weekend. Uh, they will go to St. Lawrence, 10th-ranked in the country, on Friday at 6 p.m., and then follow it up against number 4 Clarkson at 3 p.m. on Saturday. So uh, it was a good test uh, play, playing a ranked team in Penn State last week, and uh, the team believes by, you know, Doing that and actually winning the game on Friday, that'll they'll help. That'll help them uh, going up to the North Country uh, this weekend. So let's hear from uh, head coach Josh Skiba, defenseman Marn Friday, and goaltender Sophie Matsukas. Guys, I mean, how important was that win Friday at Penn State against the ranked team, knowing that this weekend you're going up uh, against a pair of ranked teams at St. Lawrence and at Clarkson? Um, I, you know, obviously to, to take down a ranked opponent, I think was, is a goal of ours. I think, you know, it's obviously another goal of, of our team for, for this weekend as well. Right. So um, to be able to, to check that box for our team, but to be able to play, um, 
and, and find a result in that type of situation was fantastic. So um, I think it's big for our group. You know, I think they can feel that. It, it generates a lot of momentum for our group. Um, but I think I'm, re I'm really proud of the group. I think to, to be able to do that, to be able to achieve that, um, knowing that it's a goal of our team is something special for our group. Barrett, for you? Um, I think it just validated the work that we've been doing for this first half of the season and going into kind of like a winning streak there for a little bit was incredibly um, like a confidence booster for our team. And I think going into this weekend, we're going to be a lot more um, confident in how we play and know that we have the potential to do great as a team. Um, I think they both said it. I think the past couple times I've been here, I've said that we know we can compete against these teams and we're right there. And I think that winning just showed us that we are right there and we can beat these teams and just that it's not just we're this close, we're this close. We are there and we are competing against them. And I think that, like Marin said, like it's a good confidence booster for coming into league play and playing these ranked opponents. Josh, would you consider, you know, again, kind of like you mentioned, a win on the road against a top 15 team, would you consider that like a, a statement victory for this program? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely something that, you know, our team is just building. It's It's been a product of what we've been doing for the last, you know, couple weeks and probably since the beginning of the season, getting better and better, right? So um, we talked about it when we started the second half here is we want to solidify how we want to play. And I think, you know, to me, the, the win against a ranked opponent is is more validation for what we've been doing. And um, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of different components to, to get to that part. But, um, you know, I'm really proud of the group. I mean, they've been they've been putting in a lot of work. I think they've earned every opportunity to, to be in that position. Um, and when you put yourself in a game like that, you, you find, uh, you know, you find some different opportunities and you convert when, when the opportunity presents itself. So, um, yeah, it was big for our group. I'm, I'm really proud, really confident in this group moving forward here. Yeah, how big is it not only beating a ranked quarter, but doing it in their building? Uh, it's special. Yeah, I think it's it's always nice to be able to do it on the road too, right? So um, you want to, if you want to be a good team down the stretch and um, you want to be a playoff performer, you've got to be willing to, to win games and, and obviously win place, win in different places outside of uh, Mesa Rink. So um, for us to be able to do that against that ranked opponent um, is, is massive for our group. And how important is that knowing that you're going on the road this weekend? It's, yeah, it just gives our group more confidence, right? We've been on the road here. I think it's great for our group to be together on the road and um, yeah, it prepares them, gives them a lot more momentum going into to a weekend where uh, we're playing two more ranked opponents, right? So nothing really changes for us. The mindset's still the same, but I think it just gives them validation that we can do it. Sophie, how much are you excited to get back to league play? I'm very excited. I think that um, with our like winning streak in a little bit, like we have that confidence and we know that we can compete against these teams and beat them. So I think that it'll be fun to get back on the road and play these ranked opponents. Slide this mic down real quick. So I'm going to do this one for the players, <laughs> guys. Uh, how do you feel um, where you're at? You know, what's your gauge of your success so far this season as you get back into the bulk of conference play? Are you happy with where you guys are at right now? Yeah, I think as a program, we've been working towards wins becoming like an expectation instead of a surprise, and so I think we've been like with our winning streak that gave us the confidence. And so going into league play, I know that we're extremely ready to come and bring solid games to these teams. Um, I think we're happy with where we're at um, in the standings, but we're not satisfied with that. Like we want to keep going and keep pushing and get that home ice advantage for playoffs. And that's something that is one of our goals and beating these ranked points is going to get us there, I think, and just keep playing our game and get there, I guess.
Sophie, what did it mean for you to set the career record for wins by a women's goaltender? Um, it meant a lot. I think it showed that, like, the growth of our program and that, like, I, I personally can't win games on my own. Like, I can't score. I can't do this, everything. So it's a whole team effort, and I think that the team, like, trusts me and that brings them confidence and it gives me confidence to, like, it's a cycle. So I think that it was awesome to get that and show that it wasn't, it's a it's a whole team thing that's happening. And to be able to do it, you know, the theme would obviously be the year of the ranked opponent, but do it against the 15th ranked team in Penn State in their building. Does that even make it extra special? Yeah, I think so. It wasn't just, I guess, no games are easy, but it wasn't just a game that we were expected to win. It was a game that we worked hard for and we deserve that win. So I think that that makes it just even more important that if we, we worked hard for that game. Sophie, not that you guys are ever intimidated going on the road to face a St. Lawrence or a Clarkson, but does it, you know, make it look, you know, more manageable when you go on the road to beat a team like Penn State? I think so. I think it comes back to that confidence thing we've just been mentioning a lot, that we went to their house, we beat them, and we can just do that again next week. I'll be back to wrap up the podcast and have the latest winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest, the final one of the regular season. And of course, we'll have a playoff for You Pick'em Football as well. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. elite teams, coaches, and student-athletes. ECAC Hockey, 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world-class professionals are trained. Where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. What's up, everybody? This is Freddie Coleman from ESPN Radio's Freddie and Harry Show, 3 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. You're listening to the Party Shots Podcast with my man Ken Schott, the Daily Gazette Sports Editor. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 18 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick'em Football Contest was Michelle Schoner of Mayfield with a 14-2 record. Michelle wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Michelle! The VIP winner was John Keller of Katie O'Burns with a 12-4 record. I was 10-6 to improve to 173-99. My Gazette colleague Adam Schinder was 11-5. He is 167-105. I'll announce the You Pick'em Football Contest winner's name, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the You Pick'em Football banner. You can look for my picks at dailygazette.com. Just because COVID-19 mandates are easing, that does not mean you should relax. Be vigilant. If you have not gotten vaccinated or received a booster shot, please do so. Do it for yourself. Do it for your family and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank Mitch Thomaskevich and members of the Union College men's and women's hockey team for coming on the show. I will try to have post-game podcasts from this weekend's Union Men's Hockey Games against Clarkson and St. Lawrence. I will have post-game videos, which are available on my YouTube channel by searching Ken Schott. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at Schott, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, 
at dailygazette.com. Follow me on X and Threads at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I am Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schott. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports.